You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Hey, this is Acoustic Mike from the Broadcast Basement. Every week we do 30 minutes of good on beer, fatherhood, and fun. But right now you're getting 30 minutes of the White Sox. With Chris and Dave, it's Socks in the Basement. Now. I don't want you to have to use a glass. I mean, if you want to be an animal and just kind of drink out of the can, my mother doesn't even let me drink out of the can. Can I crush the can on my head when If you done? need to crush the can on your head. My mom won't even let me drink out of a can. I'm 41 years old, and now all of a sudden this has become a big deal. Why? I don't know. Like the other day, I drank a can of pop in front of her, and she screamed at me. And then I tried to hand one to the kids, and she's like, why would you do that to them? And I said, it's a can of pop, Mom. And she's like, oh, these things are disgusting. I never let you drink out of a can of pop. Like, And I'm like, what? Like, wait, I, I drink out of cans of pop my whole life. But now, in her brain, something she read on the internet or on Facebook about how they're dirty and rats piss on them and like some guy died 12 years ago because he took a drink of pop and it had some horrible disease on it and he dropped dead. Now you can't drink out of a can anymore. Are these like the same people who like say that ice cubes will will cause like salmonella yeah, or bacteria those people. or something Meanwhile, like that? Meanwhile, I just needed ice for my, uh, my Johnny Walker black label the other night and I walked up to the gas station and grabbed it out of the bin. The bag was half open and I used it as ice inside of my drink and I'm still alive. It's incredible. I'm glad I'm still alive. You know, I feel like um, you and I go to a White Sox game together, and we walk around our socks in the basement t-shirts, and we meet all kinds of people. That was a fun night. And you have somebody come walk up to you, and you're like, hey, I listened to the show, and he's like all excited randomly, and we buy a couple of beers for people, and we hang out with some of the guys from the 108, and we move around the entire ballpark, and we had a great time, and then you don't come in here for two weeks. Sorry. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bring my father over here. People, people loved him. Okay, he might right. get a permanent seat here at the bar. People oh, loved him. Nice. Okay, and then last week was uh, was of course Kopech night. You were like, I can't make it. And I'm like, all right, cool. And next thing you know, you got Scott King from WGN who almost knocked Michael Kopech off the uh, the stairs as he came into the dugout. Huh. Okay. Um, I mean, it was just well, like. It sounds like you're getting some very important people down yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Well, me, dude. So, here's the big know. news. The big news is that Ron Kittle is a coming. I don't know exactly what day really? it's going to be. Really? I'm, Ron and I have now spoken back and forth about it. The Sox have approved allowing me to have their people on, so now nobody's restricted from coming on the show. You know what I'm saying? Nobody can sit there and say, well, you know, I'd love to come on and talk White Sox with you, but I, I have this affiliation with the team, and I need their approval. I, things are wide open now for Sox in the basement. Yeah, and okay. I, have, I was wondering about that the last time we talked about it because Ron Kittle is not like – Listed as like a Sox ambassador or anything like that, but, but he wouldn't come anywhere near me until but, I until until, until the Sox the Sox, told him it was good. So apparently, the, there's some sort of you know he's got still some sort of contractual obligation that I'm, he can't make he can't make appearances on White Sox related or maybe media it's just without a courtesy their, thing. Yeah. Maybe it's a courtesy thing. Maybe he's like, I'm not going to go on something that the team might not like. I want to make sure they're cool with it. I'm okay with that. This is no, a, that makes this sense. Is a billion that makes dollar, sense. you know, machine going on here. This is Major League Baseball. Are the White Sox I, I worth a billion dollars? You know what? I'm sure Jerry thinks that they're worth a billion dollars. Well, and knowing him, he'll find a way to sell it for a billion dollars when it's all said and done. Okay, when he, when he, when he's gone, 
whoever takes it, 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 it at some point when they decide to sell it, they'll find a way to make a lot of money off it. I always thought the Reinsdorf, a a I always thought the Reinsdorf um, edict to his kids was like when he passes on, like keep the socks, sell the bulls. I, I thought think, it was the other way around. I thought it was. I know. I thought it was keep the socks. Sell well, the I know bulls. they're not keeping both. I remember that always being a thing. That like you know when Jerry passes, he, he's basically told them sell one, live live high on the hog, enjoy the other one. He seems to run the bulls with more of an iron fist than he does. Oh, socks are a family, baby. Socks, yeah. socks are a family. Well, it's the only reason Daryl Boston has a job. What did I, what did I miss? What did I miss? Dude, Chris? it's been it's been first of all, it's been. The greatest week of the rebuild. Ten out of the last thirteen. The, the greatest won. week and a half. Yeah. Two weeks out of the rebuild. It, it's like, like here's the thing: we can sit around, we can get aggravated about stuff. We can sit there and say this guy sucks. We can say I don't like this guy. When they start winning, when you start to see the potential, it's exciting. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I like the fact that I'm seeing the potential before September call-ups because you can make the argument in September that you're going to face some teams that have AAA players right we talked about that before like with the giolito lopez thing like these guys were well not lopez but with giolito like you know he kind of got fat and happy off of uh you know other teams september call-ups last year so i do agree with you i did notice that you know they're you know they're solid teams they're beating man they just they just beat the yankees i know and you know who, who goes out and beats them is is rodan is is the ace rodan everybody can be all excited about kopech but let me tell you something about Carlos Rodan, okay? And you, what is my favorite stat? What is my favorite stat whip. in the whole world whip. when it comes to pitching? That would be whip. The whip. The walks and hits per innings pitch. How often does he put somebody on base? What did I say about whip? I, I, we can go back and listen to it. That if a guy's under 1.30, he's a serviceable, real-life, major league starting pitcher. Last if, he's, if he's down in the 110s, you see what I'm saying? If he's 1 to 110... He's a superstar. You know what Carlos Rodon is? Last ever since, ever since the All Star break, just from the All Star break. Let me guess. Last time I checked it, it was a while ago. But let me, t- like, he was at like a one point okay. ten. But he was from at the like All Star break, 10. since the All Star break, since the All Star break, once he got his legs underneath him, he was ready to go. You know what he's got? I'm not sure. What do we got? A zero point eight five whip. That is. He's awesome. got Dennis Eckersley's whip. That is awesome. A, but but Eck and Mariano Rivera as closers. He's doing that seven innings a game. Okay, this is an incredible run that he's going on. He has had seven starts and pitched fifty and one third innings over seven starts so he's going deep, deep in the, the games. games he's only given up three dingers over that time opponents are hitting 145 against him he's got 36 strikeouts and his whip is 0.85 now that, that is incredible now, now here's the thing chris when we talked last time about carlos rodan it was like the pitching hangover show or something like that you were pretty concerned about dude's health i was are you, are, you still, are you still? I think you have to be concerned about his health till he does a full season. Okay, but I'm going to dare to be excited because this has been a this. It's a rebuild for crying out loud, and there's not a lot to get excited about. I'm going to dare to be excited. I love the attitude. You want to know why I love this guy, dude? I love this guy because of not only how he's pitching, but everything that surrounds him. Okay, I had a little exchange back and forth with his wife. Actually, I saw that. Okay, that was funny. Twitter. I saw and, that. And I told her, I, I, and what happened was I'm watching a game and Benetti says after, you know, Carlos walks somebody, Benetti, Benetti says that, you know, if you have small kids and I'm paraphr- I can't exactly quote it, but this is basically what he said. If you have small kids, 
and they have sensitive ears. You may not want to sit down in between the bases, down around home plate, within earshot of Carlos Rodon on his game days. Because when he walks somebody, he has some pretty foul language to say. And you can see him dropping F-bombs. You can see he's just just pissed off because he, he walks somebody. But and then he's not, and he's not doing the thing where he like holds his glove no, up to his face and he swears just shouts in it. it. He, he just rears shouts his head it, back. Yeah. He rears his head back like he's going into battle in Game of Thrones. Like he's just angry. Okay. Now, in the meantime, the greatest dynamic of it is not only the intensity that he shows, but he backs up the intensity. He's not a crazy person. He's not Carlos Zambrano. You know what I'm saying? Oh God. Something bad happens. He doesn't lose it. Something bad happens, and he goes, and now. I'm going to pitch angry. So wait a minute, real quick. What did Carlos Rodon's wife say back to you? Well, she said, she said, we don't have any kids. It's okay. Nice. Because I said it. But now, but the thing is that I've been following her on Twitter and she's another thing that makes me feel excited about Carlos Rodon. Really? It's amazing to me that a wife of a pitcher makes me excited about a pitcher because this is the most supportive. My wife makes food when I do these podcasts. Okay. Not for you, because she's at work whenever you come over. But when I do all my other podcasts, people are over in the evenings, okay? And my wife will bring down food. She's supportive of everything I do. She walks around and tells everybody, you know, you know, he, he's, he's very talented and he's a great guy. And she's, she's, sometimes I'm embarrassed by how nice she talks about me, especially because I give her a hard time all the time, okay? She's the fodder of so many jokes. She's from West Virginia. I like to break into an accent. I like to give her a hard time. And she just, it just rolls off, okay? She loves me. Ashley Rodan is like her at a 12. She goes on Twitter and when her husband walks somebody and there's a questionable pitch in the zone, she takes the image from the, from the internet that okay. shows all the pitch tracks really, and post it to shame the umpire Wow! in real time during the game. In real time during the game. That is that's dedication, man. <laughs> okay, she she gets she gets just as angry as he gets, and 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 that I I just to me I see this like dynamic so, of where every fifth day like they're like a normal family, but every fifth day I feel like Ashley gets up. They're just like okay? warriors. Ashley gets up. She makes him a big breakfast. Okay, they 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 like you know slap a lot of high fives around the house. Okay, she's like go kick some ass. The better you do the more fun it's going to be later on tonight. I'm oh sorry, boy. Ashley, but there's a possibility. I, I, I don't know what her mo- that would motivate me with my wife, okay? I know what my well wife be. does to motivate me. When she needs me to do work around the house, I'm promised things, okay? Carlos has got a 0.85 whip, okay? We're talking cosplay. Yeah, That's but, what I'm yeah, expecting but wait right a minute, now. But wait a minute, but wait a minute. Remember that commercial a long time ago where the, there was like a uh, the hot chick on a like laying on a bed and she right. just says, ah, oh, there's nothing sexy about a low ERA. Because I don't remember that, was, that commercial that at was, all. That was all about like um, when the Sosa McGuire era was happening. Oh, and they were doing everybody, the chase for Because everybody wanted to see chase. home runs. Yeah. Everybody wanted to see home well, runs. Well, it could very well be. Now, we, you could be onto something or it could very well be that like she's so you know, fired up about like, you know, her husband's performance. It could very well be like, she possibly threatens him to sleep on the couch. If she maybe that's has it. a bad game, maybe it's like, maybe she maybe goes, just, maybe Carlos, Carlos just doesn't want to get kicked Carlos, out of the house. Every fifth day, you have to prove to me that you belong in this bedroom, sleeping on your side of the bed. You have to prove it. Okay. I mean, and otherwise there's a guest room for you. If you give up too many runs. 
I listened to the Sacks in the Basement podcast, and I heard the one guy, the loud, obnoxious one, sit there and say, your your whip has to be below this level. If it goes above that level, Carlos, you have to sleep in the garage. You might be right about that. I mean, we have talked about how the the, the baseball wags clearly have high standards <laughs> here. You know what I mean? Like, listen, they've got their own app, right? We've talked about this. Like, there's listen, there's she, somewhere that but, you know there's somewhere. So she's they, not. They, a, I don't. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't know. I mean, like, whenever I whenever I hear baseball wags, it's just like one of those things where you flip it along on the internet and it's like check out the twentieth hottest baseball wags sure i feel like i'm giving ashley i'm I'm being a detriment to ashley rodan to group her in with the wags she's something different interesting she is like she is the uh the old guy in the corner with with rocky balboa telling the chicken yeah that's what she does he wakes up in the morning and she leans over very sweetly pecks him on the cheek and then says you're gonna eat lightning you're gonna crap thunder exactly now. You're gonna be a greasy Italian <laughs> tank. We used to chase chickens. That was the only way we used to train back in my day. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. There is some negative going on on the team. Okay. But I want to stay as positive as I can first. But there is, I, I've changed my mind about a few players, some in the positive and some in the negative. Okay. Okay. Because now we have almost a full season. 2018 is about to hit September call-ups and, and it's hitting, it might've already just hit it while you're listening to the show because it shows up once a week, but it's hitting it during this week that this show is up. And now we've gotten a really good sample size of guys against major league talent. And so I want to get into guys that maybe I've changed my mind on either, either up or down. Because remember, a couple months ago, I was like, these guys will be on the team in 2020. I don't know about these other guys. That list is that list has changed. I'm interested to hear because there are a few guys that I have in mind too. So, But but like, another go, thing that go, I want to bring go, up to you, go before we move on, let's just look at some of the stats that jump out at me that make me happy as a White Sox fan. Okay. Lucas Giolito, since the All-Star break, the 1.28 whip. He's got seven starts. He's gone 41 innings. He, he's, he's cut down on the home runs. It's not, it's not great. But opponents are at 239 against him. He he looks like a really good pitcher. He is the third best of the five starters we currently have, if you count Kopech right now on the team. He looks good out there. Michael Kopech, he's only had a little bit of time. He's got the 1.25 whip. The whip went up a little bit in this in the first full game, but he still looks good. He's a rookie, just getting his feet wet. I love watching him pitch. I, I feel like the White Sox have told him for the first time through the rotation. Just throw cheese, throw cheese and just aim it, throw it, throw, like throw it high and in and then throw it low and out and don't throw any secondary pitches unless you're absolutely needed and don't even show him the secondary pitches till the second time through the lineup. And then you could also tell that in his, his first full start, his second start, but his first full start, when he got into trouble, they weren't going to go get him. When, when, when Cooper went out in the sixth inning, okay, of that, of that game the other day, he walked out there. You could tell he was looking at him like, we ain't taking you out, kid. This, you're in the bigs now. It's time for you to prove it. You can have the flowing hair, but go prove it. And he proved it. He right, got himself right. out of it. That's what they want to see. That's what this is for the rest of the year for him is get out there, put him in the hardest situation you could possibly put him in. It should not be easy. There should be bumps in the road. He has to learn how to come back from them because he's not going to have this beautiful career where everybody just stands up and cheers for him and he always wins. 
Okay, bad things are going to happen. Right. And teams are going to figure him out. There's going to be enough video on him all of a sudden. They're going to figure him out. So he's got to figure out how to get through situations. You're probably going to start to see a lot of that early next year, too, because right now, again, you're going to have him for the rest of the year. You're going to have him versus AAA, September call ups, whatever. Um, Although you know, they do have some, they are playing some really good teams. They're playing they good teams. They got the Red Sox are, they're still. Playing good teams they're playing the Yankees right now. They're going to play the Cubs for three, and they're in the middle of a, of a pennant chase. They've got they've got some good teams they're going to play here. So not everything's going to be easy for them. Okay. You know, I I mean, I but I get what you're saying. I agree with you. I, it could be very similar how Giolito came out and looked like a world beater last year and then came out the next season and, and struggled. At some point, he's going to struggle. So you were talking about Giolito's stats since the All-Star break. Since the All-Star so, break. It does seem like he has figured it out. He had a really, really bad first half of the season, man. I mean, right. it, was, it was rough. Listen, here, but, Lo- so I like so Lopez, but Giolito. he's not doing well since the All-Star break. He's still at a 1.53 whip, okay? Opponents are hitting a, a very good for them, 268 against him since the All-Star break. It is not, not – I still think he's one of your starters next year. I mean, you, you Giolito and Lopez are starting next year. I, I don't I don't know. The White Sox, they don't have anybody else they're bringing up to start the year. It's going to be Rodon, Kopech, Giolito, Lopez, and you have a fifth starter. You're either picking up the option on Shields, you're buying him out, and you're going to pick up some other journeyman for like a two-year contract that you like because you're not bringing up anybody from AAA to start the season. I doubt that anybody that's down in AAA forces their way onto the lineup out of spring training. Now you might sit there and say, we're going to get this guy and this guy and this guy, they're serviceable innings eaters. We're going to let shields go and we're going to, and and maybe somebody will win the job. Maybe they want to get shields out of the way. So there's something for guys to fight for, but I don't see how they don't start the year with those four guys with your Rodan, your Kopech, your Giolito and your Lopez. Those four guys are starting the year next year in the, in the rotation. You were talking about Lopez. So Lopez hit a really bad skid. Um, you know, early midsummer, you know, it was like late June, all of July. I did read something um, in Loop Sports Online that, you know, the guy was saying like over his past few starts, like talking like the past three or four starts, uh, Lopez has shown some signs of improvement. Now, I'm not sure if I misread that, but um, <clears throat> I do remember, I do remember reading it. But yeah, Lopez has had since the all-star break and a little bit before it you know lopez has really had a rough go of it now let's get to players pitchers aren't players position (laughs) position players players, let's get to position players guys that hit the ball do it okay let's get to position players and guys that hit the ball i am going to amend something that i said a couple of months ago about who i thought was going to be on the team and who i didn't think was going to be on the team okay or at least where they were going to be um I have to amend my feelings on Yomer Sanchez. I was really high on him at the start of the year. Okay. 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 And I know everybody loves him because he dumps Gatorade on him. And and I know that the personality of the team is, is awesome. And maybe you think I'm wrong. But to me, you've got all these guys. It's like, oh, I love how Daniel Pelka gives these funny interviews. Oh, I love how Yomer Sanchez dumps stuff on his head. Oh, I love this guy because he does this. Oh, I love how Adam Ingo goes over the wall. Everybody's got these little things that they love about these players. But when you look at the raw stats on some of them, you have to sit there and say, are we winning a World Series with this guy on the team or at least in the starting lineup? Well, And and here, Yomer Santos. Well, I was going to say, just, what, just changed, since what, changed, changed, what changed your mind on Yomer? Well, what changed sudden, my because... mind on Yomer is the lack of production. He's playing third base, which is a production position. You have to have a third baseman that does better at hitting 214 
with a 322 on base percentage and a 313 slugging percentage. His slugging is below his on base percentage. Is he and he's got an OPS of 635. That's since the All Star break. Is he, well, okay, I was going to say 214. Is that is he down that, that is low? Since but that's the since the All Star break. break. That okay. is since the wow. All Star break. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize that. I, I mean, like that that to me is extremely disappointing. And and you know, I was a big fan, and I've been rooting for him. He's down the 244 overall. He's got an OPS lower than 700. His on-base percentage is 328, and his slugging is 331. There's no pop in the bat. No. So there's no pop in the bat from that position, and you're not hitting well enough to, say, justify not having a lot of pop in the bat sitting at third base, and he's not a gold-glove third baseman. So in the end, he's a utility player sitting at third base because you don't have the real third baseman that's going to make the move for you. And if we go to what I said two months ago, one month ago, a month ago, a couple of weeks ago, if we go to what I said about I still want them to go out and drop a ton of money on Manny Machado's lawn, I would now much rather see Tim Anderson move over to third base. I, I would, don't know, man. Then have Yomer Sanchez standing there. I don't know what I don't know what what is Anderson Anderson's giving you more at the plate. Anderson's giving you more at the plate now. Anderson steals bags. Anderson's giving you more of the plate. Yes, Anderson gives you more. He has improved in his second half. He's improved. Okay, here's the thing. Anderson gives you more at the plate. Yes, but two fifty five in the second half. But here's the thing. He's just now, Chris, starting to figure out his defense at shortstop. Just right. now. Right. All right. Now you're going to want to go and move him over to third base, which is a completely different type of, of mentality. I don't know, man. And the other thing is, you know, third base, third base and first base, those are, you know, your corner infield positions. Those are typically those are typically places where you put your power hitters. But who are the third basemen? Who's the third baseman you're going to go get in the offseason? No, you can't. That's go the get? problem. That's and the who's problem. coming up you're in the not. system that's going to be the not. third baseman? There isn't. Who's there playing isn't. third? There isn't. Okay. I mean, that's that's the big that's the have, big that is the big problem. That's why have, you're kind of that's why you're sort of stuck with Yomer at least for now cuz I don't know who you put there. Well, here's the thing. I I understand Matt Davidson's frustration. Okay? He may, he had a post-game interview where he basically implied that like you know, it's nice to finally get out in the field. And it had to be when Renteria was in the hospital for him to make it out onto the field. And I understand Davidson's frustration because Davidson's numbers at the plate. Are they that much better? Okay, okay, here we go. Matt Davidson, over 100 points higher in his OPS. Okay. Than than Yomer Sanchez is right now. Okay, I just, if he's not a third baseman, if Matt Davidson's not a third baseman, and you don't intend to ever play him at third base, and you don't even think it's worth trying out at this point, because the guy you have a third can't bring the pop that Matt Davidson brings. Then what is your plan at third base? It can't be waiting for Jake Berger. He's two to three years away if he even pans out. Because he got, And it can't be going out in the free because, agency because, the because what are you going to go get in free agency? Because Machado's not going to go play third. He ain't signed a contract with a team that expects him to play third. I don't think he's going to leave the Dodgers anyway, man. I, I mean, you're not going to get into a bidding war with the Los Angeles Dodgers for you Manny really think Machado. That the Do- but the Dodgers' payroll is so high, I just don't know if they can still afford him. From what I've read, it sounds like that they this may be a rental to them. But take Machado out of the equation. What other third baseman's going to be floating around out there? The I don't other, want Josh Donaldson. No. He's old, and he's hurt a lot. The only other person that has been brought up is Moustakas. Right, and, and I don't think he's good enough to play third base for my my soon-to-be world championship Chicago White Sox. No, he's not, no. not going to be that. You no. don't have an answer a third right now. That's my well, biggest Jake, fear well, with this the team. Jake, the Jake Berger thing, the, the Jake because it, it was an injury, right? That set Jake yeah, it was Berger an back. It was an Achilles. It was Achilles. That was – they didn't count on that. Yeah, but how, did that, you really count? did you really count on Jake Berger – 
being drafted, having one year in the minors, and being ready to come up next year or in two years. I mean, the guy the guy was easily going to be a, a, a three-year project before he even had a chance to come up, and he's the only project. So if he gets injured, or he doesn't pan out, or he gets to AAA and he can't hit anymore, what is your backup plan at third base? I uh, That is the biggest hole on this team right now. What are you doing at the hot corner? Because there is no plan. It's the middle of the show song. 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 Chris had nothing to put here, so he put this song. It's the middle of the show song. Imagine your roster next year. Just your player roster. Leave the pitchers out. Position players. Your position player roster. Okay. Imagine. Imagine who's going to be sitting at each position, not counting any trades. If nothing happened in the offseason. Okay. And your starters. I mean, Navarez is starting behind the plate. Yes, he is. Abreu's at first. You're giving Moncada another chance. At second. You're going with Anderson, Anderson again at short. Anderson at short. Okay. You've, you've we now, don't know about third. Well, but right now, your only option is Yomer Sanchez at third. Right. Jake Berger ain't coming up. And and now in the outfield, let's just say you keep uh, you keep Engel out in the outfield because you're impressed by his post-All-Star stats of hitting 296 with a 779 OPS. You get that out of a center fielder that plays that kind of defense? and has that kind of speed, he's on the team. Adam Angles, your starting center fielder, to Lewis Robert comes and takes it from him. I didn't okay? realize If that. he does that post-All-Star break, I if he hits almost 300 with a 779 OPS with that kind of defense, he's figured it out. The light bulb has gone on, and he's holding that job till Lewis Robert comes and takes it from him. Are you seeing how many errors he's made since the uh, since the All-Star break? Because when I checked it before the All-Star break, I mean, Engel was... Engel was one of your league leaders in errors uh, for that position. So um, I don't know where he's at at this point. Like if, if, if you can look that stat up. He's got, yeah. a, he's got a 981 fielding percentage. Since the All-Star since break. The All-Star that's that's break. better. That's okay. better than what it was. He's got a 981 fielding percentage. So anyway. I was really dark on Adam Engel. I didn't realize that he has, because again, I haven't been, Things have changed. Things change as the year goes on. You can't be stuck in your belief on one player. I'm starting to soften on Anderson, and I'm starting to soften on Angle, and I'm starting to get more annoyed with Yomer. Okay? Okay. And and, and Garcia scares me. Okay? I know he's injured, but he scares me. And Mancada, I told you I would give the entire season a wash, but I'm nervous by the second half. But now, finish what I have out here in the outfield. We had Angle in center. I'm going to bring, and then I've got these outfielders. I've got this mess of outfielders, okay? okay. Let's just say, let's just, just throw two of them out there. Let's say we put um, uh, Garcia out and right, and we put Delmonico out and left. And now you've got four bench spots. It's going to be a backup catcher, and then you're going to have three position players sitting on your bench. Even if you throw Davidson on your bench, and you throw Pelka on your bench, and then you've got to find yourself somebody that could play the infield, as a backup infielder that's sitting on your bench. You are flush with outfielders with Eloy Jimenez coming. Even if they do, and I think they'll do the service time thing. So I think for the first six weeks of the season, there is going to be a battle royale in which when it is over, if Alisail Garcia has not come back and proven it was just because of injury and he doesn't come out hot, he might not have a spot. He might be sitting on the bench and they're trying to move him. You could have... There is a battle royale coming because the spots are running out in the outfield and there's too many guys playing the outfield. Because you have the outfielders that you just mentioned. Also, the fact that you could put Davidson out there, you could put Palka out there. 
Eloy Jimenez is coming at some point this year. And he's I taking a job. And he's taking he's a taking job. somebody's job. You know, Blake Rutherford is down there waiting. Taking somebody's job. Robert, or it's is it Robert or Robert? It's Robert. It's Robert. It's Robert. Yeah. You want to give him a fancy uh, he, name because his first name is Luis. So you're like, Luis it's not. Robert. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's, it's Louis Robert. Robert yeah. It's Louis Robert. He, I believe, is scheduled. He, he's on schedule to be up here at some point in Again, 2019. That, no, I don't think he gets here 2019. You don't think so? 2020. It's okay. 2020. It's 2020. With Adam Engel hitting the way he's doing, if he finishes the year as hot as he is right now, Adam Engel will play 2019 as your center fielder. He will. He'll be your center fielder. If he does, if he finishes post-All-Star break, if he has a second half and it continues the way it's going right now, Adam Engel is your opening day center fielder and he'll play center field all year. Why rush Robert up here? He's young and there's no reason to start the clock on him. And we knew this. I mean, we knew that the Sox were super, super deep in their outfield in their, you know, like in their farm season, farm system, and even in their bench players up here. I mean, so we anticipated that. I think that push is coming to shove here and this is a fun team and I have really loved the personality of this team but you are not staying on this team if you're funny you're going to stay on this team if you're good okay and that's this is what it is and I'm okay with it I love this as a fan don't you love this there's well, this competition is, yes this is what you were this is what it, this is what a rebuild is supposed to be right this is the way it's this is the way it's supposed I'm to I'm not look. buying any jerseys unless I'm sure you're going to be here for 10 years I'm not. Just putting on my Ron Kittle jersey. I'm going to sit out there. You bought a Polka jersey. Don't lie. I don't have one yet. Okay? Polka mania running wild. I get it. But I'm not buying a jersey until I'm sure the guy's going to be a major member of the team. You were about ready to when we went to the game. Maybe it was the the beer talk. I get lost in his eyes. That's what happens. Oh, no. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the dude is baseman. And the dude is baseman. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nude is basement. Broadcast basement. The Nudist Basement The Broad Basement Slancha That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? I felt like it We need to find the most <laughs> drunk The drunkest, most obnoxious Sox fans out there oh, yeah. And we just need to and, and we just need to, 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 to be trolls It'll be great <laughs> I wonder if they talk. Do they? Do they actually talk like they type, like yeah, with no they're, punctuation? They're, never, like, do they do you, that? You, see, you don't go thing? out. You don't go out and mingle with people as much as I do. I, I generally you don't have, go I out. I generally have a strong you, dislike. I mean, for you people. go. You went to Beggar's Pizza and you're like, oh, I went out to a bar. No, no, you got to go to one of those bars. That don't even have a name on the door. Those kind of Southside bars where you walk in, and it could be it could have been somebody's house. But now it's a bar. They all have like the right. old style. And, and, Remember the old style yeah, sign? There's an old style sign. The bars, there's a Schlitz yeah. sign on the, on, out there. They, they got some great signs inside those places. And you need to go into a place like that and then talk baseball. That, that'll that'll broaden your mind right there. X's you'll be and O's. amazed. You'll be amazed at how many incorrect facts are spouted out. 
Like Jim Tomey was on the 2005 White Sox. You'll hear somebody say that to you. Oh, I, I've okay? heard that. I've you heard will. That. You'll, hear, you'll hear people say some of the most ridiculous things in the world. Well, Sammy Sosa Javier, hit a lot of home runs for the Cubs, but he hit a ton for us too. Javier no, Vasquez. Didn't. Did you know that Javier Vasquez was also on the 2005 <laughs> team? I got that one. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.